trying to talk to you about this guy. All right, I'm gonna go there. All right. So while I was out of town uh, on my trip a couple weeks ago, uh, I, I started hearing about this song. Everybody was talking about this song. All right. And it was it was uh, uh, all over Anthony's uh, Richmond, north of Richmond. Okay. And so I thought to myself, this is going to be crap. And so when I got home, I listened to the song. And I was like, man, I, I really dig this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I've been, I went through his back catalog, you know, and I, I mean, every, that's not even close to his best song. I'm like, man, this stuff is great. It's great. And I've been pushing it. And a lot of people were into this guy. And so uh, uh, I really like, I mean, it was, you know, I don't really have the same connection to music that you do and some of the guys you guys write those long album reviews and stuff in the uh music section of the of the of the of the discord i read a lot of that stuff but i mean i could never i don't know you guys listen to music on a different level than well I do. it's sort of like when i try and talk about wrestling well <laughs> that's sort of how it works <laughs> you, you, <laughs> might, you <laughs> might you might be right but uh, here's a guy uh, uh who who lives out in the sticks you know, we could relate to this guy, Boat. He records out in a mountain somewhere, you know, and uh, 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 really is a, is a raw, genuine guy. Yeah. And I really, I love this message, which was like, we're getting screwed by, like, playing politics. I love that message. And so I was interested to see how his music, because, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you know about this guy. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he hit number one, Billboard. He number one iTunes in the world, and number two, not obviously in the U.S. And like, I like think four or five of his songs are in the top ten in iTunes. I mean, he's no one's yeah. ever done this stuff. It's I, amazing. Yeah, I read some sort of statistic that was like he is the most successful artist to come from literally nowhere of all time. Yeah, and I was happy that what W the WV Radio guys. Well, I don't know yeah, if you ever, gave him the I, break. Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't know if you ever watched their stuff, but I mean, yeah, the, uh, they find all kinds of different guys. I mean, it, mm-hmm. he. He's the best one I've seen, but he's not the only one. There's a lot mm-hmm. of good people. And you know how it is. I told, uh, I was talking to my buddy at work, and uh, th- I was like, this is like a guy that you would see at like the Vandalia Festival oh, or something. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, which we go to, it's just a guy with a guitar mm-hmm. or a dobro out mm-hmm. there, and he's and he's playing. Now, this guy's lyrics are, I mean, really Very good. good. Very good. Uh, but I mean, but I mean, we've both seen talented music, and we've seen guitarists and singers way better than him. But I mean, the package is great. But I mean, that's right. You know, it's 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 a yeah. it's a very good package. Yeah, it's a song that has come along at a, at a good time. Yeah, it is. The thing that cracks me up though is you get all these left leaning papers like the Independent you know, out of the UK, and they're like. Yeah conservatives turn on Oliver Anthony and their their whole basis for their argument is some random guy on Twitter who has links to white supremacy he yeah. represents conservatives on the whole conservatives yeah. have turned on him since this one guy has well you the know of newspapers that use Twitter is their single source of truth is disgusting I, oh uh, don't even get me started on that you that's a whole other topic but the thing here's what I like about this guy okay and if you've looked at his uh, he does he records uh he recorded a little like welcome to my channel video a while back before he blew up just sort of like talking about what he does or whatever but uh, uh his stuff you're right the media has been very stupid in their interpretation of this guy because the conservatives have sort of like especially the political conservatives have sort of like jumped on this guy like oh he's our guy he's our guy and i've heard npr uh, uh, the New Yorker, the New York Post, uh, the BBC—they've killed this guy, killed him. 
You know, and I'm like, you guys do not get it. And I was wondering, because I didn't watch the debate last night, but I saw a little excerpt where they were talking about one of his songs on the debate, the presidential debate. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I wonder what the guy thinks about this, because if you listen to that song, it's not, it's an apolitical song. It doesn't <laughs> right. like any politics. You know what, and, you know what it reminds me of, is it reminds me of 1984 and Ronald Reagan using Born in the USA as part of his Morning in America campaign. It's like, did yeah. you not listen to the words? Oh yeah, they wanted to make, remember when they wanted to make Born to Run, the New Jersey theme, and and part of the lyrics are, it's a death trap, it's a suicide right. rap, we gotta get out while we're young. Right. You know, but, so anyway, but right before I came home from work and I sat down, and uh, on the web is another little video that Oliver Anthony shot in his pickup truck in the rain from today. Okay, mm-hmm. and one of the I love this guy. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm putting him over. If you haven't listened to himself, go to his channel, uh, Oliver Anthony Music. And but he's saying, listen, he goes, he goes. I was watching these debates. He's like, and the conservatives have sort of latched on him. I said, I don't want that. I don't want that. He goes, I laughed my butt off when they played that at the presidential debate because that song's about all the jerks on stage. I was like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. And he addressed some of the liberal criticisms as well, which are all goofy, you know, because here's a guy, here's a guy that is, uh, he's a guy that is, appeals to everyone, all races and creeds. I've seen everyone are getting down with his stuff because it, and this is what true, uh, not just music, but just artists in general can do. They can unite mm-hmm. people through sure. their art. Absolutely. It, I don't think in my whole life, uh, I'm not a protest song guy. You know, we sort of missed the '60s boat. We did when that stuff. I mean, I, listen, I love Eve of Destruction and some of the other songs that were like. How about uh, in the year 2525? Is that a protest song? What isn't it if it's not? I don't know. Maybe it is. I never really thought of it. I thought it's a cool science fiction song. But I, this is the, this is the um, protest song of our age. I mean, this is it. it like is. The, yeah. The yeah. reason this is so popular is because it resonates. Well, the, with you know, everyone. the last time the last time we had a song like this was after nine eleven. Yeah. And then you had a spate of songs like "Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue." Right. Which I actually, I, sort of I, at the time, I, I loved that song because I was yeah. pissed off. Right. But I mean. Right. What I like about this song, it's like he recorded it on his phone, like or some dude recorded it. He recorded his crap. I listened. I was flipping through the radio today to see if anybody played this any of his songs. And if you listen to like other country songs, a lot of it they sound idiotic. Now, I mean, they they they're so um, commercial, yeah. right? Well, country music is the most commercial banal kind of yeah. music there is. I mean, there are so few people, and I'm going back to like. Listen, I'm not the biggest fan, but stuff people like your Joan Baez or your uh, even like some of your Dillers. I mean, just really. Uh, and by the way, the guy the guy's a great lyricist. He's a, he, and he's a great singer, and we're not putting him in the same class as Dylan yet. Don't get me wrong, okay? But I'm trying to draw a parallel to this guy. Uh, he he is a he is the right guy at the right time because if you're in the United States like we are. We're getting ready to go through a year and a half of straight up garbage. It's going to be bad times in the boat. It is, and, and I'm not looking forward to it. I don't know anyone that's like, "Oh boy, I can't wait," because it's going to suck, and it's going to be divisive. It's going to be a nightmare. And I, I maybe this song is enough of something to get a germ of something started. You know, I hope. But if you haven't heard his stuff, like I said, I recommend it. Boat. If you haven't heard of his other stuff, I'm telling you. 
this guy, this that song he released, the big one, it's not even close to his best song. He's got a lot of great stuff. I'll, I'll have never... to check him out. I'll have to. I'll have to subscribe to his YouTube channel. You said that he posts stuff on there. Yeah, I never put over tunes that often. I mean, y'all like ELO and stuff. You know what I like. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm very passionate about this guy. I mean, yeah. I love I love the guy. So if you haven't checked him out, and it's nice to see. I wish he was from West Virginia, but we'll take him. We'll adopt him from Virginia. Yeah, we uh, do that uh, when it's convenient. Well, it was West Virginia found him. Let's put it That's that right. way. That's so we right. were, we could claim him. He's now got a song where he hopes he you. wants to die in West Virginia. So I guess that's, well, that's good. good. That's we good. all hope, I hope that. I die in one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk to you about the time that Sheik was offered five hundred thousand dollars to break Hogan's leg. Yeah, you listened to a uh, Hulk on uh, Joe Rogan. Rogan's show. Yeah. One one thing you got to know about. I didn't catch the show, uh, by the way, but. I heard a little excerpt where he was talking about Ric Flair, uh, but uh, um, one thing you got to learn about Hulk is like he is he is the John Lovitz of re- he's the professional liar. Like I mean, he lies. <laughs> I think he's lied about so much for so long that like he thinks he's telling the truth in some of it, but a lot of it's just a straight up lie. The rumors about the Iron Sheik being paid to hurt Hulk by Vern Gagne. Um, I don't remember the dollar figure, but uh, that is, I've heard that a lot. And the Sheik, when he was still around, used to talk about that. I, uh, obviously, the Sheik didn't do it, uh, but right. he may he may have been able to do it. Uh, Hulk had his arm broken uh, by a Japanese guy one time. Just so, it's like a welcome to the business. Well, yeah, it was, uh, it, was it was it was his foot. It broke his leg right above the ankle. He oh, tells was, the I thought story it was his arm too. Yeah, that was, was when he was trying broke. to break into the business, and he still had his long guitarist hair, and uh, they didn't they didn't like that. They didn't get along with the long hairs back in the day. Hey, Edmund, that's uh, rich uh, north of Richmond is Washington D.C. They're talking about Richmond, Virginia. I'm sure that's I didn't think about that. That's probably lost a lot of people that aren't from West uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, but yeah, it's at North D.C. You know, the funny thing about uh, the Hulkster is, uh, even when he lies, he does make it entertaining. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I listened to that whole that whole two hour show, and I never listen to all of Rogan because it just goes on forever. Yeah, but he is. I a, like he, Joe, but sometimes his deep dives are not interesting to me. Right, but, exactly. But you uh, know, like you said, the Hulkster is, is good on the stick, as they say. You know, we got to. You know, I hate to break it down, but we're gonna talk. We're gonna break it down a minute because we lost two huge wrestling stars. Oh wow! Hey, thank you, Frank. Thank you, thank you for all those gifts. Um, gifts. If subs, there we go. We lost, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt passed away yesterday. Is he the is he the freaky guy with the lantern? Yeah, and the hat. Yeah, he what was, happened uh, to him? I have not heard an official death cause, but I I had heard that he had been very ill after had, had, catching COVID, oh, and like he had okay. never recovered. So I think it's something to do with that. You know, he was only mm-hmm. like thirty six. I think super young. He was a, uh, his real name, I believe, is Wyndham Rotunda. He was uh, Mike Rotunda IRS. That was his son. Uh, and he was named after Barry Wyndham, uh, who's, wow. who was Mike Rotunda's partner back in the day. A lot of, a lot of wrestling in his yeah. blood. And then another huge loss. People call this guy the, the greatest wrestler of all time, which was Terry Funk. Passed why, do you think, why do you think Funk never broke out into the mainstream like Dusty Rhodes or Flair uh, or Hogan? This is remember what you said earlier about saying stuff but not really knowing. That's what that statement was. Funk was an all-time legend that worked and was over everywhere. But nobody a, like I guarantee if you ask twenty-five people my age, 
name 10 wrestlers, Terry Funk's not going to be on that list. Can they name but, 10? Yeah, old, they'll name old Ultimate wrestler. Warrior. They'll name Sergeant Slaughter. They'll name Hulk Hogan. Terry Funk is not going to be on that list. It's Terry an honest Funk. question, and it's a valid question. Well, okay. Now, I'll, for I'll, people that love wrestling, sure. I will say this. Terry Funk's career, Terry Funk's first retirement match was at 83. So he's been, it's not like he just <laughs> finished up. Now, he had a career that spanned forever. Hey, what's up, uh, fellas? Uh, but uh, um, he, I think he, I think he broke in in 63. His father was a uh, very famous pro wrestler, King of the Death Matches, Dory Funk. And his brother, Dory Funk Jr., who looks like he's about 200 years old, is still alive. Uh, and so, which is sad, but the Funks were a real good tag team. Dory was the, Dory Jr. was sort of the, the pick to be the big wrestler of the family. But Terry Funk sort of adapted a more crazy, wild, like, Texas brawling style. And, like, had went everywhere. He had the he had the best feud of 1989 with Ric Flair. Great matches. Then he came back and he worked ECW for years and did a bunch of hardcore stuff. He was in death matches in Japan with Cactus Jack and Abdullah and all those guys. When you say uh, death match, what are, what does that mean? It has two meanings. In the old days, a death match would be a a, a, a match that would go on for like hours and basically have just no rules. A lot of brawling, right? That's mm. the old and. and, and Dory Funk Sr. would be king of the death matches of that era. Death matches that Terry Funk was in in Japan would be your exploding barbed wire variety. Okay, your your okay. flaming flaming cattle prod. And, the and, the and, and, extreme and, uh, part of pro wrestling. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. and, and Terry Funk could work any style. Because why? Well, his father uh, and his grandfather owned the Amarillo Territory, so he worked all over Texas as a youngster, so he worked with all the luchadors. He worked with all the Texans, all the people in California. Then he went to Japan. He's a legend in Japan. The, the, the funks are legendary in Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he so he knows the Japanese style. He worked for WWF multiple times. He, he worked for WCW. He worked for the NWA. He worked for ECW. So this guy was like, he, he was, when you say the ultimate pro wrestler, you could make an argument that's him. But again, I mean, why did Vince not elevate him to the ranks of somebody was, like Hogan or Macho? Well, or I'll tell you why. By the time Vince took over, Terry Funk had already went past his second retirement. Oh, That's okay. why. So he was just ancient. Is, yeah. He was just, and he stayed but around. But he was hanging forever. around. Like, he was the, he was the Undertaker-Mick Foley match. He was. He was also uh, uh, Chainsaw Charlie. People don't forget, when, when Mick Foley, after Mick Foley won the world titles, Funk came back and they feuded for a while. He's old. He's really old. Yeah. It was. You know, but he's a legendary guy. It was a shame that he now, passed would away. You, he does not surpass Mr. Wrestling 2 in your eyes, right? Oh, he's leagues. He's a leagues. His legend is looms a lot larger than wrestling too. Wrestling too is more of a regional guy, where Terry Funk was like a worldwide guy. Mm. So yeah, he would be way, way bigger. He's up there with the Hulks. He's the one that got Hulk the job in, in Rocky Three. He's the one that recommended Stallone hire Hulk Hogan to be Thunderlips, really? okay. which ultimately launched Hulk's career. You know? Right, and I'm sure you've heard the story that Vince Senior fired Hogan for doing the movie. He did. And, uh, That's a shoot. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And, Vince uh, Senior was out of touch, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's what that's what happens. So this is our wrestling and music review boat. See, you know, yeah, we're, it's great. That's we're like, not even tuned into our Amiga podcast. That's like one of our insert disc twos. We have to put that up there, but.